uh, over the course of our everyday lives, just the in and out stuff that we have to go to. There, uh, there are places, locations, businesses that, uh, that, that like you have to, to visit, right? There, there are places that we just have to go, um, maybe even if we don't want to. We're not talking about um, like Disneyland or the movie theater. Like those are places we want to go. Uh, we're talking about places that we we'd rather not have to go to just in our daily lives. Places like um, school, uh, maybe the grocery store or the dentist's office. Um, places that we just like, you know, um, maybe those like cause you anxiety or make you feel something. Um, like maybe just mentioning them this morning, you're like, you're like, ugh, you know, I don't, man. Uh, my daughter Tristan uh, hates the dentist, and she gets all kinds of twisted up when she has to go uh, to the dentist. And maybe you feel that. Maybe you know that kind of um, anxiety that, that you can get. Um, you probably feel differently about, um, I don't know, going to the theater, or going to the mall versus going to the dentist office, right? There, there are different feelings associated with the different places that we go. And so we're going to talk about some of those places this morning. I'm going to put some images up on the screen, and I want you to holler out the first word that comes. Wait a minute. This is real life. Uh, I want you to holler out maybe the second word that comes to your mind. If the first word is inappropriate, uh, whatever comes to your mind as you see each of these um, images, how they make you, uh, how they make you feel when you um, see these, and I've got Terry over here monitoring our uh, live feed on Facebook. So if you're on Facebook watching and you comment in there uh, how you feel about these, Terry will be your voice today and holler those things out. So um, I've I've got some. Images we're going to put up on the screen. Julie, let's do that first one. Do you know what that one is? Yeah, the courthouse. What do you do at the courthouse? Taxes, taxes, tags and taxes, right? Welcome to Kansas. How does that make you feel? What does that stir up in you? Yeah. All of the broke is one. <laughs> Makes you feel that way. I don't know. Do you, do you, do you all, like, you got to gear up for that, right? So we're, we're L's, so we're July. We got to go in there. Um, and, and my birthday is in July. And I think the excitement of my birthday is matched only by the depression of having to pay tax and taxes in the same um, month. I, and let me just ask you, just because we're talking about it, I just want to um, stir up some of those feelings this morning. Um, how many of you wait until the 30th or the 31st to go do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because putting it off makes it so much better, right? <laughs> Um, I, I'm, I'm thankful that uh, Andrea started doing that, um, just doing that online at the first of the month. It's very, it's very nice. I don't even have to think about it much anymore. Okay, um, here's the here's the next one. Uh, yes, yeah, doctor's office. How's that make you feel? Yeah, yeah. You know you're gonna have to wait, right, in the in the waiting room when you get there, uh, and then you're gonna have to wait. Like I think getting you back to the exam room is just part of the process, right? Like, 
just, I, just let me wait in one of those places. <laughs> Does, you don't have to move me so I feel like I'm getting closer when I'm not really getting any closer to seeing the doctor. Yeah, they don't make us uh, feel good. Here's the last one. This is really going to uh, get you. Yeah, DMV, how's that make you feel? Yeah. No, fun. yeah. Um, it's pretty clear that um, th- these places, and they are kind of, uh, two of them anyway, very particular to, um, to Kansas and to Butler County here. But um, th- these, these pictures, they don't elicit positive feelings from us, right? We, we see those things and we, just, we don't go, ooh, <laughs> I can't wait to go to the, the DMV. I mean, even if what we get out of going there is, is good, like I go to the doctor and I know I'm going to have to, but I'm a, he, you know, he's going to tell me I'm healthy and everything's good and I can just uh, go about. Like, I'm glad to hear that kind of stuff. That doesn't compensate for how bad I feel about uh, going. And I'm, I'm glad to be able to drive my vehicles and ride my motorcycle uh, for another year um, doesn't compensate for having to go there and stand in line and take care of all of that uh, stuff. And, and so if you're one of those people, like if, if anybody was like, ooh, I love going to the doctor's office. I lo-, like, we're like, we'll, we'll pay for help for you. Uh, if that's, because clearly there's some issues there that need to be um, dealt with. Uh, and, and so, um, I don't don't say anything. Um, I, I'm not going to put a picture up. Don't say anything. But I wonder what words might we hear if we put a picture of our church up on the screen? What kind of things might might we might we hear? And and I want to think about it honestly, not not just because you know oh it's 15 years we're going to get stuff and we saw those video earlier in the service like. Do we think about church the same way that we think about going to the DMV or the doctor's office? Like, is this just a place that we, we have to come uh, to get through life? Like I, like, I have to go to church because I know when I get to heaven, God's going to be like, well, did you go to church? And I'm going to be like, well, uh, I didn't really want to. <laughs> or is there more to it than that? Like, is church just a place that we, that we feel like we have to go, like mom and dad win, grandma win, it's expected of me, I, I think God's going to be mad at me if I don't go? Or, or is there something more to it? I, and think about your friends as, as well. Maybe you have friends or, or family who don't attend church. Um, how would somebody who hasn't stepped foot in the doors of a church for many years, how would they feel about, uh, about coming to church? And, and then think about this, because I think there are probably some, maybe many of those people who might describe coming to church or the feelings that, that even thinking about going to church might stir up. I think that there's some of them that are going to describe coming to church like we talk about going to the DMV or to the tag office or the doctor. And, 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 and for some of those, that's like, like, well, I get it, because they went to church growing up, or they spent time in church at some point in their life, and they, and they got hurt, because people get hurt in church all the time. But I wonder, like, yes, I understand that there are those experiences, and there are people who feel like that about coming to church, and it causes a lot of anxiety and struggle within them, but is that really what God had in mind when he created the church. 
when he came up with the idea of church, when he, when he set this whole plan in motion that Jesus was going to come and he was going to die and he was going to come back to life and then he was going to give the Holy Spirit to these 12 apostles and they were going to go out and tell the world about Jesus and these churches were going to pop up all over the place. Was this what God had in mind, that people would go, ah, church, I just don't know, I just... I just doesn't make me very excited. I don't, well, I don't really want to go there. I think God really wants us to love the church. And, and, it's, and it's not that we have to love everything that can go on in the church, right? Because if you've been around church for a while, you know there are some crummy things that can happen in church. Church is full of people with hangups and, and with history and with bad habits. And, and so it's not that we, that we love the hurt that can at times accompany church experience, but we are to love the church as God intended it to be, even if that ideal isn't always what we experience. See, church isn't always what it could be, but we should always strive to make it what it should be. Church in our lives isn't always what it could be, but there's more to it. There's more that God wants us to accomplish here in the church. And so we want the church to be a place where we can, where we can be real with, with one, another, one another, where we, can, where we can put away the masks that we wear in church. But, but let's be honest, sometimes people in church can be fake. And they can say some really nice things to your face, and then behind your back, it can not be so good. And that's because we're people, and we're messed up. We want the church to prioritize people and, and, and to make people the focus, but, but sometimes those people within the church can be mistreated by the church. We want the church to have a positive impact on our lives, but sometimes, sometimes we can leave church feeling worse uh, instead of better. But look, I don't stop going to the movies just because I see a bad movie. I don't stop going to the movies just because uh, I happened to get a stale bucket of popcorn when I went the last time. I don't stop going to a restaurant that I really like just because the service or the food wasn't as great as I would have liked it to be that one time that I went. I don't stop loving my family even though they have the potential to hurt me more deeply and more often than any other relationship in my life. And so this whole month, we're going to be talking about and striving toward making the church, this, um, this community of the church, really what God intended it to be. But before we um, really dive in and begin to look at that this morning, uh, um, let's just take a minute out to, uh, to pray. Father God, thank you for uh, just this day and this opportunity to come and to worship. Thank you for, for this church. Um, not, the, not the building, God, but for the people that make up this church who, who come and who are faithful in, in supporting and serving and, um, and giving. And God, it's just so good every week to come and to see so many faces and to be encouraged by that. And um, it's, just, it's just good to be a part of this family. And so, um, God, would you open our eyes and our ears to those areas, those places, those times when, when, when really the church um, can, can be more of a hurt than a help? 
And, and we know that's not the way that you designed it or the way that you want it, but, but that's reality sometimes. And, and so God, help us to be aware of those um, situations, those times, those places where, where maybe that's the tendency. And, that, and then help us to compensate for that. God, help us to love the church and love the people in it. Um, and, and God, just thank you for this opportunity to be here with this family. In Jesus' name, amen. So we're going to jump into John chapter 13 today. John chapter 13, verses 34 and 35. That's what we're going to look at right here. This is Jesus talking in the gospel of John. And he says, a new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you actually do love one another. Now, when Jesus said these words first to his disciples, nobody knew what the church was. They had no concept of the church. They understood the temple. They understood temple worship and sacrifice. But that temple worship was completely different from what the church was created to be. And the church wouldn't come into existence until um, it really began uh, within the year after Jesus' resurrection. So what happened is Jesus, uh, Jesus comes back to life. It, it creates this chaos for the religious leaders and for the Roman Empire. And then Jesus' disciples see him alive. And then a bunch of people see him alive. And it just throws everything, just turns it all upside down. And then the disciples and these other people start going around. They're like, hey, the, the Romans killed Jesus. We saw it happened with our own eyes, and now he's alive, and, and like everything is different. And so from the Romans and from the Jewish people, great persecution broke out against followers of Jesus. And it was so bad that they were being um, actually hunted down, brought in, and killed because of their faith. <coughs> and so what happened was the church uh, spread People began to flee Jerusalem in the persecution that was happening there. And whatever town they landed in, they told people about Jesus. And as they told people about Jesus, these churches began to sprout up. But here in John, we find Jesus meeting with his disciples and instructing them about his expectations for these future churches, even though the disciples didn't really have a clear picture of what he was talking about. And so Jesus was basically saying, look, the reputation of these churches that are going to happen, the reputation for the kingdom of God as these churches begin to, to pop up, the reputation for the community of believers that come together in Jesus' name, the reputation is supposed to be one of love. That as people look at the church, they're supposed to be able to recognize and see that the church loves the people that are there. And so Jesus is simply saying that this new community of people, this church that's going to form, will be known for their love for one another. And, and so we get that. Like church people are supposed to love people, supposed to love one, one another. Jared, will you uh, close that door? Thanks. <laughs> We're, I'm thankful that we have kids. I'm thankful that we have doors as well. We're going to get that. <laughs> uh, so this idea that we're to love one another, it's not optional within the church. 
Loving others within the church is, is, is not something, it's not like an elective thing that we can do. It's a command from Jesus. He said, look, you're to love one another just as I have loved you. So you have this example of how you're supposed to love others, and then the rest of the world will be able to see that and go, there's something special there. And so um, here at Real Life, we might say it this way, church people prioritize people. Church people prioritize people. And we go, okay, like initially we go, I understand that kind of, but but what do we really mean? What are we really talking about? What does it mean to love one another? What does it mean to prioritize people? When we say we want to love the church as God intended it to be, what do we mean by that? Well, I want to share with you two examples of uh, of love from, um, from my life. Everywhere I go, I look for pizza places to try out. I love pizza. Uh, And I could have pizza every day and and not be sad about that. I would be happy about that. Pizza, 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 pizza. I love pizza. Interestingly enough, um, I'm not a fan of Little Caesars pizza. But other pizza around, I really like uh, pizza. And so I, I was really excited. I was out with, with Jeff a while back, and Jeff uh, told me about this pizza place. I don't remember what it's called now. Ziggy's. Ziggy's Pizza. Yeah, in the Andover Greenwich area. And um, really great pizza. Uh, Tristan and Easton, we went with my parents to Nola's Pizza a while back. That's really good pizza. I just love pizza. I like going to pizza. I will talk to you about pizza. You ever just want to talk? Just call me. We'll talk about um, pizza. I really love pizza. Years ago, when Trevor graduated um, high school, so was that eight, nine, ten years ago? I don't know. Twenty years ago? Could be a long time. Uh, Eleven years ago. Um, we took a big uh, we took a big trip and and uh, we went into Seattle and then Trevor and Tristan and I drove up into uh, Vancouver. So we had our little passport cards. So we got into Canada, went to Vancouver, and we found this place called what's it called, Tristan? Bella Pizza. That's right, Bella Pizza. And Bella Pizza was the bomb. There was this um, little Canadian dude. And if you have a picture in your mind of a little Canadian dude, that's exactly what he looked like. Uh, and so he was back there making pizza. He was the only one in the place. And we came in and sat down and started talking to him. Like he, he made our pizza and then he came out and he like hung out with us at the table and we talked about Canada and U.S. and all kinds of things. And it was really cool. But it was fantastic pizza. And 11 years later, we still talk about Bella Pizza and how good that pizza was. I love pizza. Second story, every night for the last 24 years, uh, I or Andy have gone into Trent's room to tuck him in and to pray with him when he goes to bed. And every night as we walk out of his room, like so many of you parents do, we say, I love you, Trent. And every night for uh, maybe only the last 10 or 15 years, Trent has said to us, I love you, mommy, or I love you, daddy. I love Trent, and I love all my kids. So we have this broad understanding of love, and so we go, what does it really mean when we say, I love my church? What does it really mean to say that we're to love one another? Does Jesus want us to love and prioritize people uh, like I prioritize pizza in, in my life? 
Is that what he's talking about when he says that we're supposed to love? Or, or are we supposed to love others the way that I love my son? I, see, when I go to a, a pizza restaurant or any restaurant and, and sit down, I am receiving something from them that I will then pay for. And this is a transactional relationship. I'm offered a meal and an experience in which I participate. And so when you go to a restaurant, like you're, you're thinking about not just the food, but like, is there music playing? What does it look like? Um, it would be odd, right, to go in and order Mexican food in a restaurant that was decorated in the Asian way. Like you would just immediately have stomach problems, I think. Because that's just not, like it's not right. Something's out of place here. And so when we go to eat, <coughs> I'm still sick, okay. That, you know, that stuff just won't go away from last week. So when we go to eat, we're like taking in this whole experience, right? All of these things. If the food's good, if the wait staff is good, if the ambiance in the restaurant is good, like we're going to leave a tip, we're going to tell people about it. Hey, I really like this um, place. You should go check it out. If it's not so good, then the opposite is true, right? Like, like, like we skimp on the tip. Uh, we're not going to tell them. We might actively tell people to avoid that restaurant if we, if we didn't like it. When I share a moment with my son at bedtime... I'm not having the same experience as I do in a restaurant. I'm experiencing a relationship with someone that I am con connected to at a very deep level. And, and so my love for Trent or any of my kids or family, it's not based on what I experience or what I receive from them. It's, it's based on who they are as my child, as my family member. It's, it's who, um, thank you. It's, uh, it's who they are as a person. So we understand that love that we're to have for those people in our, in our family. Because I love him, I care for him, um, I, I, I work for him, sometimes quite literally. Uh, I help him however I, I can. And, and really, even though Trent doesn't have conversation, I talk to him, even when he doesn't respond, because I love him. And, and then let me just get um, real honest. I, I'm going to say I love you, Trent, even if during that day uh, he had a meltdown and um, attempted or maybe succeeded in, in physically harming me. At the end of the day or the next day, um, I, I'm going to say I love you. Like I'm not going to leave a bad review on social even if he attacks me, I'll be in his room the next night saying, I love you, Trent. Church was never meant to resemble a restaurant. Church is based in relationships. Relationships that got started through a personal relationship with Jesus. And then through him, we become connected to one another. One of the things that I love about the church is that, is that so many of you, I think, I, I might never even have crossed paths with you in, in, in just life. Because we you know, work in different places, we do different things, we're around different people. 
And yet, because we're connected to Jesus, we can be connected to one another. And I think that's so cool, the way that that happens. Jesus loves us. He brought us into relationship with himself. His death on the cross was an an act of love. He died in our place. He rose then as our defender, not only against evil, but defending our place in eternity and our place in the kingdom of God. And, And it's through our relationship with Jesus that we then experience real life and we can experience that together. That, that life lived through the power of the Holy Spirit who enables us to surrender to Jesus each day and, and to, to look more like Jesus every day. But, but look, make no mistake about it, life with the king is life in the kingdom. And you really can't separate these two things. And people all the time, maybe you've come across them, they'll go, they'll go well, I can worship out on the lake or I can worship out in nature but better than I can in a church. I'm like, well, I, I've experienced that at times. I've experienced some deeply moving personal worship times when I have been out in nature. But nothing in the Bible ever says that we're to live the life of faith separated from other people. In fact, everything that we read in the Bible is about church people coming together and finding unity in Jesus and then accomplishing great things for the kingdom. Being a part of Jesus' kingdom means being a part of a greater family of faith. And and I think in in today's world, and, and probably since the beginning, too many people have treated church like a restaurant. And so we come to church and we're like, well, if the experience isn't to our liking, the atmosphere, the music, the message, if, if the seats aren't comfortable enough or there's no indoor play area for our kids, well, well I'm just going to find someplace else to go that has all of the amenities that I like or, or I'm just not going to go at all. Like the place closest to me doesn't have what I want, I'm just going to be done. And, and I think that's an expectation that the church was never intended to meet. That's not why God created the church, so that we would be comfortable, so that we could find a place that would meet all of our needs and have everything taken care of for us. In fact, that kind of thinking turns the church from a relational experience to a transactional experience. And and it puts the focus all on on me. So I come to church for what I get out of it, for the music, for the message, for whatever, and if I'm not getting what I think I want or I need, well, I'm going to go someplace else. I'm going to try something else. I'm going to uh, try another church on for size. It, it puts the focus on self instead of serving. And, and we look at what Jesus says. He said, love one another as I have loved you. And so the way that Jesus loved was that he served other people. But we often don't think about church in those terms, right? We think about church in, in terms of what we get out of it not what we can put into it. Like so many other parts of our lives, you will experience love for the church when you intentionally love the church. You'll have a a deep sense of love for the church when you actively and intentionally practice love for the church and those in the church. And I think the opposite is, is also true. When we treat the church like, um, like a have to, on Sunday morning I have to get up, and so like, you know, you beat the kids, 
uh, and you, you hit the alarm so many times, you go, like it's, you're running late, all of that stuff. I just don't want to go. Nobody wants to go. Like I, there were times growing up as a kid, you know, my dad was a, a, a pastor, so he was out a lot. Mom got us up. There were times that by the time we left the house, like nobody was happy. Weren't happy about going. Like this was just going to be a, just a bad day right off the, the bat. And, and I don't think that's the way that God intended us to feel about the church. When you treat the church like a have to instead of a want to, you're going to have a really hard time loving the church. And, and so we'll love the church when it's about relationships, not when we treat it like a restaurant. So what does it look like to intentionally love the church, to be in kingdom community with one another as God intended us to be? Well, that's what the rest of this series is all about. So I'm going to break it down for you real quick. Um, next week is uh, Mother's Day. Yay for moms. Um, bring your moms. We're going to have a bunch of stuff uh, going on next week. Uh, number one is we ordered a whole mess of uh, Panera bagels and uh, cream cheese spread. So we're going to have bagels. We're going to have uh, fruit uh, as well. And so um, you'll be able to come in and, and get a bagel. Um, and the bagels are coming early, and I am here early. And so I uh, am just telling you I'm going to set aside the cinnamon bagel. Um, because I think, honestly, uh, Panera is, is the restaurant version of uh, Lifetime Television for Women. And so I do not choose to go to Panera. Like, if that's an option, uh, no thank you. Is there a pizza place around that I could go to? That would be good. Um, however, the uh, cinnamon crunch bagel from Panera can't be outdone. Uh, so, uh, we will have bagels, I will get a cinnamon one in the morning, and I will put honey, walnut uh, spread on it, and, and then, so I'll need lots of high fives, guys, next week to feel more manly about myself. Um, but anyway, we're going to have those, we're going to have fruit, uh, we're going we're gonna to give uh, 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 one mom uh, uh, a special gift. Uh, for you, and so you'll leave with something um, really cool. Uh, and so we're going to talk about, in the message, we're going to talk about how we love by serving, and how God has given each of uh, his followers supernatural, empowered abilities to help and encourage one another. So that's next week, May 8th. Uh, the following Sunday, May 15th, is our graduate Sunday. Uh, right now we only have one graduate. Uh, oh, we got two now. Okay, so two. So if you or, or somebody in your family is graduating, please let us know that. Uh, after service on the 15th, we're going to have cake. Uh, we'll have cards. We'll have some gift cards for our graduates. So come there. We're the message is going to be about how to love by connecting, and so we're gonna uh, we're gonna kind of do a deep dive into kingdom community and what that really means. Then May twenty second is our party in the parking lot, and so it's gonna be a big uh, a big blowout. We're gonna have uh, uh, inflatables here. We're gonna have free food and drinks. Uh, we're gonna have games out in the parking lot out here. Uh, and as of yesterday afternoon, we, we will have a 30-foot rock climbing wall uh, out there set up in the parking lot. So uh, you can show off on that if you have the strength. I will probably not get more than four feet off the ground. Uh, 
So maybe if some of you guys uh, use the rope and pull me up, I could get to the top. So we'll see uh, how that goes. Anyway, excited for that. We're going to have a lot of fun um, well, right after church on the 22nd. We're going to have food. We're going to have all the games. That stuff's going to be out there until 4 o'clock. Uh, and so please um, bring your friends and come and hang out with us that day uh, as we kind of officially celebrate our 15-year anniversary. And uh, that Sunday, we're going to be talking about how to love by giving. And, and you're all like, ugh. Uh, but we're not going to be talking about tithing or percentage giving that week. We're going to be talking about how giving is an indicator of love. And then we're going to wrap up the series on May 29th. Uh, and we've got something really special to uh, unveil to you. It is not a building, uh, but it's still pretty cool. Um, and so uh, we're going to unveil that on the, on the 29th. And the message is going to be about how to love by sharing. And so how kingdom community is not supposed to be lived behind a spiritual curtain, but lived out in community as we strive to look more like Jesus every day. And so um, just consider this your invite to stick around for the next four weeks this month. Um, not just for the free stuff, because we're going to give away gift cards at the end of every single service this month. Uh, so next week with Mother's Day, we'll have a special Mother's Day one, and then we'll have a normal giveaways. Uh, and so we just want to be generous this month because you've all been so generous uh, with the church. Um, and so uh, please come back. Please invite your family and friends uh, every week during this uh, series. If you are not already in a relationship with Jesus, we want you to stick around uh, for this series too. And you may be fighting um, some negative experiences or maybe some negative expectations with the church because of your past. But we are truly sorry because we know that the church has hurt people. In fact, as you look around the room today, there are several people here um, who've been hurt in church in the past and have found healing here um, at real life. And so we want you to come and learn with us about what the church uh, is supposed to be like as God intended it. Um, and uh, we, we just want you to, to be with us um, as, as we learn about that. Um, okay. I also uh, want to remind you to let people know that you love your church. We're going to have, uh, in the next couple weeks, we're going to have an, another, like, super special giveaway that's going to um, affect just about everybody. And so that's going to be really cool. Uh, I'm going to go out and set my phone up in just a minute. So if you want to shoot a quick video out there in front of the screen, that would be uh, great. If you want to do that uh, at work, in your car, not while you're driving, um, at your home, whatever, and get that to me this week, that would be uh, really cool because we've got a lot of things um, planned and we're going to have a lot of fun uh, over the next few weeks, okay? Uh, let's pray, and then we'll uh, give away some gift cards. All right. God, thanks for um, loving us. Thank you for giving us the church. Thank you for plugging us in to your church, and especially uh, to this church. God, your word says that the Holy Spirit builds the church and, and brings each and every one of us into that place. You have a place for us where you've brought us. And so we just thank you for bringing us here today. We thank you for what you're gonna do in our lives and through this place. We thank you for your love. We thank you for this family that you've given us. Even when we get hurt, even when we struggle with our hangups, even when there are bad habits, uh, God, ultimately you want to bring healing in our lives through the church as we love 
one another. And so help us to do that, God, in a relational way and not a transactional way. It's in everything we do. We don't give uh, on Sunday. We don't give financially because we feel like we got something. We give because we love you and we partner with you in the mission and ministry of your church. And so, God, we, we do the same thing we serve. We do the same thing we love. We do the same thing we come. We just thank you, God, for, um, for this place and for making us a part of it. Um, just bless us this, this month as we continue uh, to serve and to worship you. In Jesus' name, amen.